Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Kevin Owens. Yeah, and I'm Sami Zayn. And what are they listening to? You want to inform the them? The Pro Wrestling Show. The Pro Wrestling That's Show. That's right. Of course. You're listening to the Pro Wrestling Show. Well said. <laughs> Welcome to the Pro Wrestling Show. We are back for 2019. We've had a little preview. We've had a little bit of Performance Center banter. Today you'll hear what we did at the Performance Center. You're going to hear from Rhea Ripley. You're going to hear from Travis Banks. Grizzlers, young veterans, but don't call them that in WWE. Eddie Dennis, Joe Coffey. We're going to talk about SmackDown. We're going to talk about Raw. We're going to talk about nudity in WWE, which seems to have come back since Vince McMahon came back. All that and plenty more. Welcome to the Pro Wrestling Show. So I'm John Jackson, Will Gavin is ever. How are we doing boys? We're all good. And the new member of the team, Alex McCarthy, making his second podcast uh, appearance. I've finally made it. We yeah. brought you across. <laughs> I know. You've, you've turned on your former tag team, BBW. <laughs> well, no, we're BBW. Oh, you know what I mean, BBQ. <laughs> we talked about him before. We yeah. should say that that means big, beautiful wrestlers. Absolutely. You know, I don't want people to get misconstrued. I, I want to talk about Alex sending me a message on Saturday while doing the interviews, just saying, kind of, come on, mate. I'm not in the bio for the Twitter. I'm yeah. not on the podcast biography. <laughs> I'm coming out here telling people that I'm doing it for you guys. And yeah, I'm not so this is for anywhere. the pro wrestling show. Uh, <laughs> is is it? They're looking it up going, who is this guy? So I've, uh, I have since updated it. So it now says, where it previously said, uh, Will, Giant Haystacks, Gavin, John Big Daddy, Jackson, and Alex Spike Dudley McCarthy. Spike Dudley, the runt of the litter, nonetheless. <laughs> I mean, you are the runt of this litter technically, but that's only because you're doing it with two rotund gentlemen. So. Yeah, I mean... I. I, I'm actually overweight, but um, I have some catching up to do, mate. We're all overweight here, mate. <laughs> I think when people look at our show, uh, when look, they look at us and we turn up at something like the Performance Centre, they're like, right, I get why there are journalists here. Why don't they just let some <laughs> random marks in? What's going on? You were wearing a wrestling T-shirt. I mean, at least me and Alex at the Performance Centre weren't wearing wrestling T-shirts. No, that's true. You hid it. Yeah, it was. I was wearing a wrestling t-shirt because I was very low on clean clothes, and genuinely, <laughs> I had two t-shirts left, and I was going to wear a t- definitely wear a t-shirt under the uh, <laughs> John's fully obvious jumper to reveal a Y2J t-shirt. Um, I, I was always going to wear a t-shirt under that shirt because the shirt's a little bit short, mm. and so I knew to hide my modesty. Uh, and uh, I had two choices. I had the Matcha Man Randy Savage t-shirt I did wear, or I had my Alpha Club Chris Jericho t-shirt, which I figured three days after AEW 
has announced might not go down brilliantly if it gets spotted Probably by not. Trips or someone else while we're chatting to them. No. So I love that now Will's spoken to Triple H. He's on first name, not even yes. first name. He's on nickname Paul terms. Hunter. Me and Trips. Me and Trips. <laughs> now look, the last time. Uh, by the way, if you've not heard the podcast above or below this, depending on which chronological, chrono- you know what the word is chronological. Which yeah. way I'm you not have sure your podcast? Do. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go and listen to the one first from the performance sense that we recorded there because a lot more will make sense going forward but uh, at the end of that podcast we were getting chucked out of the performance centre having spoken to to all the different people there yep. We, me and Will were going home via McDonald's Alex you were getting on the <laughs> did you not go Krispy Kreme no we went a different way why no. you were talking about it all morning trust me I'm absolutely gutted <laughs> we uh, we left you got on the WWE branded train I did and my god was it branded he- uh, headrests <laughs> uh, the, you know they, they gave us muffins that had NXT Takeover UK logos on it. Um, they had, yeah. So obviously the, you know, what do you call the table um, setup? A table? No, a ta- yeah. no, no. Not, not a chairs. table. You, you know, got the you two know, chairs facing each other. No, and you have a table. You know what I mean? Middle. Like not not a mat. Or, um, but they had. I mean, a placemat. Table, table, kind of. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, also, a when runner. we, when was we it got a runner, yeah, yeah, yeah I, only, kind of. I only learned what one of those was because of my wedding. I, yeah. I'd never know what a runner was before. <laughs> anyway, there was just too much. I mean, I'm side not... note, by the way, Will's wedding, best wedding I've ever been to. Cheers, buddy. Wow. I mean, it's fair because it was a great wedding. Will, so. I, I know this is random, but Will's wedding was the you know when you get to a wedding and it's kind of like oh, standing around, like, you know, feeling like you're bored, but also you get there at an awkward time and then you don't eat for six hours also Will's true. wedding was totally different Will's wedding was just geared towards having a great time I, eating and drinking and being merry I would brilliant. expect nothing less from a young Will Gavin we to had keep it. his keep his guests <laughs> well nourished and entertained yes well fed well drank that's not the thing it, it was, was great it? purple drank uh, right so <laughs> we should point out so did we do what's coming up on this show at the start I think we did we yeah did. I did it in the intro mate he did I also he did, did five minutes ago because we need you to you let John have the lead once and you're already questioning <laughs> no, who he's interviews I, John is now the host this has happened no we're all the hosts I'm just to, talking uh, first I just want to play up the fact that this is our WWE special <laughs> Also this week, we've got an AEW special coming out because I had a 25-minute a chat with Hangman Page the other day. So we're going to have that coming up for you as well. And I think we need to start doing this at the top of the show. If it's going to be going on the website, people might only listen to three or four minutes. So go online, at Pro Wrestle Show on Twitter, subscribe mm-hmm. via the podcast link on there, and you'll get all the shows straight onto your phone. But vice versa, on the website, uh, we've written up many of these interviews that we've had over the past few days. And you can also be linked back to the Pro Wrestle Show. Oh, guys, Make can I just throw something into the hat here? All the interviews Synergy. that you hear on the show, well, at least 90% of them are on our YouTube channel as well. Just yeah. search Pro Wrestling Show. I mean, <laughs> And then that links back to the podcast. We're taking over the world. <laughs> <laughs> right. Tell us more about this Tell us about the cupcakes so on the train. Anyway, yeah, they're bloody tasty. I, I wasn't going to keep them for sentimental value. I'll tell you that. I ate them. Um, but the train was great. It had... You know, it, it basically, it was lined with journalists. There was two carriages, and in the first, you know, both first class, my ad, in the first hand, there was obviously Charlotte, Finn Balor, uh, and they and Pete Dunne, sorry, and they would make their way through the train, and, and journalists could speak to them again. I mean, we'd already had the pleasure in the morning, so, uh, and I knew we'd be speaking to some guys the next day, so um, I left that where it was, but they were still very, very cool. Uh, and we, when we got to the hotel, they handed out rock branded rock Blackpool rock Blackpool rock did you sense it on the train the WWE superstars having just done three hours of press were all that keen to chat to you Finn Balor um, <laughs> was not shy in saying that he'd had enough at one point <laughs> and, he, and he said he was very tired uh, as my understanding he had flown in the night before mm. 
And then he did not stay for the winner's press on Sunday morning because he had to fly back out to meet the Raw crew. So it's a very quick turnaround for Finn. I really, I wonder as well at that point, because not only will he have already been aware that he was going to be involved in that match on Saturday night. Yes. Spoiler warning. Uh, but the uh, <laughs> but also the fact that I wonder whether he knew already that Monday they were going to be doing the uh, change for the Royal Rumble or whether he found that out on arrival on Monday. Because rumour yeah. has it that... Vince doesn't want Braun to lose to Brock again on a big stage. And so the why, plan why, was to have... Why book it in the first place then? Yeah. Because that was always going to happen. The plan was to have him turn stuff over again and it was always apparently going to be in there. I don't understand why he didn't do it earlier. I'm kind of fine with him doing the whole winning at the uh, winning in Saudi Arabia and then having him as the number one contender and everything that came with that. But why hasn't this happened two, three weeks ago? Why is this happening just two weeks out from the Rumble? Anyway, that's why I think Finn maybe knew what a weekend he had ahead of him. Yeah, yeah, like. of course. Although... All right, guys. The way I understand it is because obviously they're a touring company that when they do have medical checks and things like that, because they're on the road, they do generally do it on the day of the television. Yeah. Thing. So it may be that if it is just an injury thing and it's not that Vince has changed his mind, it may be that they said, Braun, mate, you're, you're Adam, whatever his name is, <laughs> your elbow's not up to scratch. And, and maybe they only knew on the day. I, I've read that Vince made the decision um, day of, so um, as of Monday. And... You know, I must admit, I'm watching the segment and Braun doing a bit of heavy stuff and I'm thinking, well, the elbow doesn't look too bad. And he's thrown him up. Do you remember when, um, who was it who made the debut? Was it Sammy Zayn? When he did John yeah, Cena shoulder, and yeah, he yeah. totally put it out. You know, Braun was still doing his arms and he, he yeah. lifted up a limo. Didn't yeah, he? I mean. Uh, yeah. Definitely completely unassisted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, regardless though, he was still, like like um, John said, he was still kind of moving around at a, a high velocity. Like, it's not as if he was kind of, he didn't look like he was pulling anything back. Uh, whether you can work a match with Brock, I mean, that's another different world we're talking there. But um, I would say more than anything, it's got to come down to medical because no way does Vince book that match, know that Braun is going to lose, which he would have because Brock is definitely holding it till Mania. Mm. And then what? And then what? Two weeks out, he goes, actually, maybe I shouldn't have Braun lose to Brock for the third time in singles. It's like, how, mate, how, how short-sighted mate. would that be? It's a weird one. Anyway, and it will get on to Raw and SmackDown yeah. and all that. But, um, Sorry, that NXT. was my fault. That's all right. Black, Blackpool us. Rock is... Did you bring us any? I brought some home and my missus has snagged, so you can fight her for it if you like. I mean, like, so far so far since you've joined the show, you've had like a free first-class train ticket, which we didn't get. You've not brought us Blackpool Rock. You've not brought us a cupcake. I mean, like, I'm oh, hoping the interviews you recorded cupcake. at the actual NXT weekend sound good. But he's brought yes. us steaming hot content. That's the steaming name. Hot, steaming hot Saturday Have content. Have you brought a street, st- steaming hot content, Alex? <laughs> oh, from Saturday, yes. <laughs> All right. I mean, there's no caveats involved here. Just out of interest, did you go out on the Friday night with all the other wrestling journalists and have a big old knees up in Blackpool town because that's uh, abs- uh, absolutely not I'll tell you what I did the view do. of you and Pachiti Passando and- with, Passando <laughs> with Pachiti <laughs> and, no. and all of the guys from the papers and oh I'm all for I, it I had, I had to write up a lot of what I'd done that day um, but what I did do um, I, I'll, I'll let you guess what do you think the first thing I did hit when some I got to low hotel? rent Blackpool strip clubs I wish that was what I did what do you think John I think you had a sleep. <laughs> I also, think you had a little also, sleep. I ran 5K. What? What? That's what I did. I was like, <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, I FaceTimed with my wife and my kids. Yeah. No. I had a you nap. Ran I ran 5K. They had a gym in the hotel and uh, a very modest one at that, but it just had one treadmill. And I thought, I better knock something out here. And I did every day I was there. He, does, he does 5K and then as he gets about 2K into it, Finn Balor's up behind him going... Yeah, got, got, got to do my cardio, mate. Come on, pal. Yeah. I have to say that is not the first thing I knock out no, when I get to I, a hotel. I, well, I got there and I thought I'm going to do this. I'm going to grab some chicken for dinner, 
and then I'm going to write. Was it fried? Was it fried chicken? Uh, <laughs> yeah, balance. It's all about balance. It you wasn't don't get fried. Like, like that, mate. It wasn't fried. It was um, so it was kind of from a Chinese. Okay. All right. Too much information about the yeah, chicken. It's really. I, mean, I feel like we're really getting off course. I don't here, think anyone cares. But either way, uh, <laughs> so that was what I did. And then Saturday, obviously, we had media in the morning. Do we want it? It was uh, Rhea Ripley and Travis Banks, who, looking back, probably knew what was happening Saturday night. And he did. But then Triple H did come out. Was it Triple H? Someone on Twitter. I yeah, spoke to, to Triple you H. Spoke after. To Triple H. It was me. It was me who spoke to Will's best friend. <laughs> well, I'm so sorry that I started trips. I Triple H this whole podcast has been get us getting ahead of ourselves. Mm. Let's do the interviews and then we'll talk about the event. And then while we're talking about the event, you can drip in your fantastic Triple H information. I, I don't know. I liked, I liked our freestyling. But Should we hear from Rhea Ripley before NXT TakeOver at UK on yes. Saturday? All right, okay. here she is. So I'm here with Rhea Ripley ahead of NXT TakeOver tonight in Blackpool. <laughs> you said also you've been tossing and turning. What are you thinking about going into this? Is it the biggest match of your career to date? Oh, definitely, definitely. This is definitely going to be the biggest match of my career so far. We'll see what the future holds, but I'm very, very excited for tonight. First ever NXT UK takeover Blackpool, and I'm defending the NXT UK Women's Championship, and it's just going to be absolutely insane. I'm so, so excited. I got barely any sleep last night <laughs> because I'm so excited. Like, I went to sleep at 1 because I forced myself to sleep. And then I woke up at five. I had my alarm set for eight. Eight. But I woke up at five. I laid there for half an hour and I was like, guess I have to go to the gym. So I went to the gym for an hour and then went and ate breakfast and now we're here. Well, let's stress that you, you couldn't sleep because you're excited, not because you're worried. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. Not worried at all. <laughs> and uh, when you're looking at... Um so, you know, the other day I was listening to Ed and Christian and they were talking about um, how much you changed from the first May Young Classic uh, to the second and how you've just gone from strength to strength since there. Um, what would you attribute that to? Um, and who here at NXT UK, you know, obviously they've got a wealth of minds to, uh, to pick. And even in NXT with Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Matt Bloom, or Brookside, all guys we saw yesterday. Who would you say has really helped you uh, and you've picked out from along the way? Um, the main two people I want to say that have really helped me, because I'm based in Orlando, so I train mostly at the Orlando Performance Centre. So I was in Scotty Two Hotties class for a few months, and he really helped me with my confidence, because the first May Young, I was just a young girl that got moved to a different country. I couldn't fit in. I was just, I really wanted to just please people sort of thing. And my confidence was really, really lacking, and I feel like I could see it in the ring when I watched myself back, and I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Like, I, I have to hit myself. I'm like, wake up to yourself. Be confident. You know what you're doing. Like, so he definitely pulled the confidence out of me with just, like, constructive criticism and helping me out. And he's like, just be you. Just go out there and be yourself. So that's exactly what I've done. I've just gone out and the way that I act in the ring is exactly how I act in a mosh pit. Like, I'm not even joking. I'm the scariest person there is in the mosh pit. Like, I've gone to mosh pits and come out and I've been high-fived by random dudes and they're like, you're fully sick. Oh, my God. I've never seen a girl go that hard. Oh, my God. You scared us, bro. And I'm like, thanks, man. Just next time, don't try and punch me because I will fly kick you. Like... <laughs> 
You also you mentioned the May Young Classic. Obviously, this year had the the terrible uh, Tegan Knox in, injury, which I thought you actually handled tremendously to stay in character in there. Um, what was that like for you? You know, calling it on the fly and and when you got backstage. Um, it was terrifying because, like, as soon as she did the suicide dive, she knew and I knew that something had happened. So I'm really really surprised and proud of her to like see her keep going like she's so so strong mentally and physically it's unbelievable but yeah I was heartbroken for her going through the rest of that match I was just trying to hold back tears and there was one point where the camera did get me and I was just like I looked so terrified but the show must go on and I just pepped up my confidence stood up straight and pulled my faces that I know I pull (laughs) and kept going and then I went backstage and I was like oh my god I have to wrestle again this is the third match of the day now oh no <laughs> I mean, again I thought you handled it tremendously though at the, at the time because yeah. um, I mean, yeah, it, it's obviously a difficult situation for everyone when we're looking at tonight though um, you know, the only women's match on the card uh, what can fans look forward to seeing from you and Tony Storm if you had to headline it just hard hitting action pretty much like Tony and I because we've both been to Japan we know exactly what strong style is and I think that's what we're going to bring tonight we're just going to go full out and just beat the living life out of each other the living life <laughs> the living life I was going to say something else I but know. I'm not allowed to <laughs> well we can't wait thank you very much for your time today Rhea. thank you really fast becoming our favourite WWE NXT UK superstar on this show Rhea Ripley she's not the only two time appearer but She's the first back-to-back appearance. All so I said was favourite. All I said was favourite. <laughs> All right. She's a lovely woman. She is. Big fan of hers. And it was interesting like what she said about Tegan Knox. I when we went to, we were before you joined our clan, me and you went to the performance centre in Orlando. Yes. yes. The performance centre. Can you tell who's not been to the performance centre mm. here? <laughs> yeah. That I guy am, in the corner. Honestly, the most bitter I've ever been about anything. <laughs> your, your time will come. So I saw Tegan Knox and I had a chat to her about that and she was like so down to earth about the fact she'd just blown her knee out mm. and was like, oh yeah, no, I've broken a bit of my leg as well as blowing my knee out yeah, again. Yeah, t- tibia, I think. Yeah, and like she was just so cool about it. Um, it must. I, I don't, I've not heard Rhea Ripley talk about it before. No, I hadn't and that's why I wanted to really get her perspective on it because I remember watching it at the time and thinking Rhea Ripley... You know, and I remember she did a really kind of devastating tweet after that, like proper staying in character, keeping her composure. Um, she's she's great on Twitter, by the way. Yes, like, yeah, very uh, very yeah, kayfabe. Yeah, is well alive. She's brilliant on Instagram as well. Her. Yes, uh, and that's what I mean. When when I asked her about it, I was fully expecting maybe a kayfabe answer, but she was very very open about how difficult it was, and she said how hard it was for her to keep it all together, and then what it was like backstage. So very very uh, honest and candid comments from her um which just goes to show you because when i met her in the flesh she's that good a character i was almost taken back by how nice and and welcoming she is in an interview but we know how good real life injuries are for storylines like with becky lynch and nia jack so i mean when tegan knox is back on her feet that's going to be you know she's welsh i'm sure sure surely she's a big star in waiting oh huge absolutely huge i I thought it was funny dan cuts also of this building that we're in from the sun tweeting name dropping that she was a uh yeah is that the worst name drop we've ever (laughs) done is that what's happened to the show (laughs) he um he tweeted something about like having her drop the title when she's clearly the better wrestler i'm like she's got don't get me wrong she's got the potential to be 
one of the best in the world. She is that kind of level of physicality. She's delivering a good promo. She's good in like the media and uh, that side of things. And she's 22 years old. Mm, like 22. you've got to give a huge amount of love to that. But at this point, she is not better than someone who has been doing it for twice as long, who has a lot more experience of those top level matches. I totally get why they did what they did, but I was just like, sometimes people need to stop confusing potential with actual quality and realize that pushing people a little early, as we've seen many times in the past, doesn't always work. As soon as Cutsy tweeted that, I had a text from Will. <laughs> saying, have you seen this? Uh, and it just reminds me, like you know, exactly to Will's point there, I, I think after TLC, I made the point that at that moment, and I felt for a while, that Charlotte Flair is arguably, arguably was the key word, my opinion, one of the best performers in the world right now. And then I'd get people going, but, uh, Bianca Belair's better than her. I mean, Bianca Belair's a hell of a prospect. She hasn't, <laughs> yeah. even, she hasn't even had 100 matches. Like, she, she hasn't done any kind of the match. Like, it's just a ridiculous point to make. It is ridiculous. It's like a footballer coming on at 17, having one good game, and everyone going, well, he's doing what David Beckham wasn't it's, doing. It's like, yeah. you can't compare it. It, it, doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make sense. But It's a weird one, isn't it? Uh, we've got a lot of uh, more interviews to run through. I yeah, let's. Um, more, who else did you speak to? You spoke to. So, Travis Banks, um, again, un- bliss- blissfully aware, and I wasn't, of what was to come. Uh, Grizzled Young Vets. Or uh, should I call them James Drake and Zach Gibson? On the Saturday, James Drake and Zach Gibson. On the Sunday, Sunday, apparently, Grizzled Young Yeah, They're back. Yeah, they are back. And who else? Eddie Dennis. And Joe Joe Coffey and Eddie Dennis. Awesome. Eddie Dennis is always fantastic, by the way. Um, So, yeah, it was... All of all was it really good stuff, so I suppose we should let people listen to it. Well, let's start with Travis Banks. Why the hell not? You know, the thing about takeovers that I quite like is that there is just featured matches, whereas a WrestleMania there might be like 10 or 11, but, but these are all really uh, well-built special matches. Uh, it's a big thing to get on the card full stop, right? Yeah, yeah so uh, I remember uh, the first UK tournament, and uh, obviously I wasn't a part of it. Obviously I was part of the second one, which was nice, but like I remember thinking then, like, any opportunity like this comes up again I'm going to make sure that I get on the card or I get yeah, I get those opportunities that I've always been working towards but uh, tonight uh, is like 10 years of like hard work sacrifice frustration tears uh, all culminating and uh, it's like a celebration and um, I'm very excited uh, I know there's only like limited spots for these cards so like I'm very like happy that they've uh, chosen me to um yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, one thing as well. Obviously, you, um, you're not actually from the UK, but you've oh but you've been a, a big part of the UK because yeah. right? you've been a, in all the promotions uh, like Progress and Rev Pro and things like that. Um, do you think that you know how significant really is that groundswell? Because uh, the vast majority of the people featured today actually do have a history in those promotions and in, in the country. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite weird because I've always like described it as, uh, you know, like people talk about the American dream and uh, making it in America and stuff like that. I, I always like uh, look at myself and I think it's like the UK dream. I was like, yeah, small, uh, small uh, independent wrestler from New Zealand trying to make it in the world. And then I came to the UK and the UK like just like helped me so much um, the fans they really took to me uh, maybe not in progress so much but uh, uh, but yeah and then they just really got behind me and it's been such like a crazy three years that I've been in the UK and I sometimes I forget that I'm not from here and uh, do you know what I mean I was, no you're from New Zealand what oh yeah that's right yeah, 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 right yeah. that's what my parents say they're like do you sound like you're from the UK now okay but uh, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy man and uh, it's been such a wild ride and like even like 
in the three years, like everything happened so fast. Like I was like progress champ within a year and a half like, of being in the in the country and like. I mean, a lot of people will claim that run as champion. You know, that, that's, it seems that uh, wrestling fans the, around the country all, all quite like that run. Um, do, would you think that that did that bring you on that much more on another level that you needed to get to? Do you think the progress title run? Um, so that whole like story, the whole lead up to it, the super strong style win, going into um, was it Alexandra Palace? Um, that was like that was crazy. That was like. The amount of support everybody gave me, the title run subsequently after it, maybe not so much. Yeah. Like people kind of sounded on it through, uh, towards the end, but uh, but that's when I switched the attitude on them, and uh, you know, like we, I always like make the best out of anything. So uh, it, it's been that whole thing has been like um, probably like the biggest highlight until now, until yeah. until takeover. So yeah, it's been great, man. It's been a wild ride. So. I mean, you know, we talk about obviously coming from New Zealand. Uh, Back in the day, uh, you know, now obviously we have this gateway from the UK yeah. to WWE, but back in the day it was kind of like, well, we have to go to America. Um, so, so talk to us about your journey and your maybe your first memories of wrestling and why the UK was where you had to go. Oh man, it's a bit of a story. But uh, yeah, so when I first started, I was saying it before, like when I first started, I literally didn't think I could be a professional wrestler. I was like, how, do, how do you take a power bomb? Oh my goodness, like I'll get killed or something like that. And uh, I just, I just I, I, but I'm really like goal orientated. So when I had my first match, I was like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Maybe I can have ten matches. Maybe I can win my first title. Maybe I can wrestle internationally. And it's just been like a continued, like progression, like up the tree like that. And maybe I can get signed by the WWE. And then I got signed. Like it's, it's been crazy. And I've always been goal orientated like that. But if you know my story, it's like very humble beginnings of like I lived out of a train carriage. If you know about that, like. Uh, uh, yeah, so the guy. I don't think everyone is going to know about that. Uh, so, well, in the quick version is I I, uh, I signed up to a wrestling school in New Zealand. The guy that trained me, he was a con man, and he signed me up to a troubled youth course. But I thought it was a professional wrestling course. This is the way he sold it to me, and I was like, I thought it was you know probably too good to be true, and it was. And uh, so, and the the facility that he had, he built himself, which was horrible. There's no like health and safety to it at all. It was right next to a railway station. And uh, he converted a train carriage into a room, and it wasn't luxurious. Like, don't think it was like awesome or anything like that. It was literally a t train carriage. But I stayed there for two years. But I remember reading Mankind's book, and he was like, or McFoley's book, and I was like, if McFoley can live out of his car, I can live out of a train carriage, and I'm in way better shape than him. So you know, what I mean, I can do anything. So that was my mindset going in. Like, I can literally do anything in wrestling. And then from there, I moved to uh, Auckland in New Zealand, which was like the better training school. Um, and then from there, I went to Japan, trained in Japan under Masada Tanaka, ECW fame. Then I went to America and I trained under um, Davey Richards, if, you, if anybody knows who he is. Um, and then I came back for like a year and I was kind of like just doing nothing in New Zealand. And I was like, you know, I really need to make a move. And the UK scene selfishly was blowing up, so I was like, I want to ride that wave of success, <laughs> right? That's, that's, that was my thinking. And like Pete Dunne and Mark Andrews were actually a massive hand in um, getting me over because I met them when I was on, in America, and then they told me to come over. So that was like the first thing. And they gave me a few bookings here and there. So that was like the sort of the start. And then I got here, and that was like three years ago. Now and then everything since has just been wow, it was crazy like Fight Club like all the stuff through Fight Club all the stuff through Progress and that now here to Blackpool so it's just like I don't know I don't ever get a chance to like slow down anymore um, and take it all in and appreciate it as much as I should like I thought you did very well to sum all that story up right? by the way yeah. <laughs> I know yeah, yeah. Um, I was, yeah I just it's, just it's just been such a crazy journey and like I just 
I just I need to like <laughs> so I don't appreciate everything. But but like in 2017, I had like 200, and, 200. I think it was like 210 matches. And like my body was like killing me, I was just like, but no, <laughs> I've got to do it. I've got to keep going, you know. What I mean, soldier on. But then like my injury took me out for like three months. So I got a little bit of a rest. So, I mean, you talk about being goal orientated. What for, for Travis Banks? What is next? What is the uh, the next stop for you? And obviously tonight, yeah. what can fans expect? Uh, so if we're talking about goals. The short-term goals is I'm going to beat uh, the Irish ace, Jordan Devlin, tonight. And then hopefully they will see me and think, you know what, Travis Banks deserves a WWE UK Championship match against Pete Dunne or Joe Coffey or whoever it may be at the time. And, uh, yeah, very well. So uh, that that's always the ultimate goal, I think. I don't ever see, like, I always push, like, for the top the top top level top level so I want that that's the, the title is my goal like what I would say a lot of the people that I have spoke to with NXT UK their goals are, are very um, NXT UK centric so yeah. like a lot of people aren't really thinking they, they're just thinking about how they can make the most of this brand yeah. um, I think that's a very cool quality yeah I, I just think like it's such a special brand um, there seems to be a lot of passion and a lot of like uh, everybody puts so much hard, like hard work and if you've ever seen us at the PC week or it's just, everybody's going so hard and like sometimes I'm like because I, I work hard but everybody else is working hard and I'm like oh my god these people like nipple at my heels like do you know what I mean like so I think there's so much passion there's so much energy and so much like positive energy coming out of this brand that like I think like I know this is just the start like obviously TakeOver is such a huge thing but I think it's going to be even bigger it's going to be like bigger than probably people realise that it's going to be like, especially with the talented guys that we have on the roster so yeah you could be one of those sleeper hits, I think, that people will look like, maybe even if they don't catch it tonight, it'll be like, you, the buzz around it and the, the, the matches that are going to be on there, people are going to be like, need to see that. Yeah. Need to catch that. And you and Jordan could, of course, steal the show. Yeah, well, if you've ever seen a match between Jordan Devlin and myself before, I've only had maybe two, and they were in very small uh, uh, social clubs or like warehouses, and uh, every time, you know, we, we, we both have an understanding. Because we, we actually train, like, he was from like zero one in Japan as well, so was I, and we we actually got quite similar in a lot of ways the way we wrestle and stuff like that. So uh, I know what he's gonna bring. I know like and I know how hard I hit. So you know it's it's, it's gonna be interesting and it's gonna be really cool. We always have really really good matches. So I'm excited for I'm excited for the fans to be excited. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Thank you very much for your time today, brother. No All right, here we are then, day of NXT UK Takeover. I'm with Eddie Dennis. Uh, Mate, how are you feeling coming into uh, you and Dave Mastiff, which is surely going to be a hard-hitting affair? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it will be hard-hitting. That's sort of what Dave brings to the plate. It's kind of what I bring to the plate, so probably both know what we're in for. Um, yeah, I'm excited, obviously. At the moment, it's mainly excitement, I'm sure, when the gear's on and I take a peek through the curtain and see however many thousand people it is in Blackpool. It'll change a little bit from excitement to nerves, but at the moment, it's mainly excitement. Um, it's surreal, isn't it? A takeover in the UK. Um, it's not a. It's not a takeover. I was at the last time. I'm pretty sure the last time that a takeover happened in the UK when Finn wrestled in London. I was. I was there in the crowd as a fan. You know. I mean, I was a wrestler at the time as well. I'm not saying that I turned from a fan to performing a takeover in a couple of years. But I was. You know. I bought a ticket. I bought a ticket and sat in the crowd. So um, 
that's the first time I've mentioned that and that's the first time I've really thought about that so now I'm getting a bit like oh my god this is ridiculous um, yeah it's everything isn't it I mean, when we look at the card, I, mean, I was saying this earlier, uh, to me, what makes TakeOver is quite special is, okay, so a WrestleMania and a Rumble, you get like 10, maybe 11 matches, but for a TakeOver, it feels the way it's built. Um, to have that spot, you've, you've earned the spot. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're featured matches that have been built properly. Um, you know, you weren't on maybe, uh, you didn't wrestle the first few weeks of NXT UK, but you, you've been build, uh, built, I should say, really well. Um, how pleased have you been with your, uh, you know, I don't want to call it a run, but thus far in NXT UK, the way it's been presented? Yeah, it's been really nice. It's been really cool to see how um, open they are to your input, you know. I think if anyone saw my run at Progress, and the promos and stuff that we put out at Progress and then watched those early vignettes that we released, I think anyone could see that I probably had some artistic input into those vignettes, you know? So that is cool that, that they were open to ideas and the way that I presented myself. So I really like that. As far as the, the, you know, the run from there um, and the TV matches and things, even though we were both you know, sort of like mowing through opposition on those earlier episodes, myself and Dave, I really didn't realise that that's, that that's the direction we were heading into, me and Dave. Um, and then we did the match in Plymouth, and I'm not even sure if when we did the match in Plymouth that that's the direction we were heading in, you know? I think we just went out there and beat the tar out of each other in Plymouth and, like, wrestled our way onto takeover a little bit, you know? Um... So that's that, that that's pretty cool. It's cool to do it with Dave. I've known him for a long time. Um, he, to me, along with a couple of other people, are like the benchmark of what a heavyweight wrestler in the United Kingdom should be um, ever since I started, really. Um, so to get to a point where I'm standing opposite him on sort of... I guess the biggest platform in the UK sorry the biggest platform the UK has ever seen I guess um, is, is, is pretty special and right before we try and tear each other apart I'll, I'll take a I'll take a look across the ring from him and a look around the arena and try and realise you know this is this is pretty cool man you talk about things that are cool when I was at the performance centre yesterday uh, and I'm just looking around at some of the minds that you have to pick it's like Triple H Shawn Michaels Matt Bloom was there Bobby Brookside I mean the list goes on um, since you've been involved with WWE has that uh, A kind of blown you away and, and who has uh, been a, a big help uh, for you um, they're all they're all a, it's, it's a bit of a cop answer to say that they're all a wicked help but, the, but they all really are you know I've worked closely with Robbie in a lot of my um, classes I've worked closely with, with, with John Moss on a lot of the shows when, when um, around my matches and things uh, Matt Bloom obviously being a heavyweight himself like he'll he'll off yeah he's a big dude you know but but he's he's great um and he almost operates like a father type figure to a lot of the talent i think um so that you know those those guys are all pretty special and then i think you know sean and triple h probably the first sean wasn't at the first tapings but you know the second tapings i think he was um triple h has been at, at, at all of them pretty much and uh I think that you just you don't 
you don't realize how accessible they are in some ways. You don't want to say you're starstruck because by the time you get to this point, you can't be starstruck, you know. But um, but you don't you don't realize how accessible they are. And when I realized how accessible a guy like Shawn Michaels was, when you're trying to think of things and stuff, man, like that's that's unbelievable. You sit in a you know this just this week I sat in a room watching tape of myself wrestling with Shawn Michaels pausing the tape and, and advising me and things. Ah, it's, I'm to what you're saying, yeah, that's pr- Yeah, that's pretty crazy, you know, of course. If you you know, if you I was nineteen ninety six, I was ten years old watching him in the Iron Man match at WrestleMania, like crying when he won, you know? Like just being absolutely awestruck by that vignette that they did with Jose Lothario and stuff and him doing them bridging press ups and things and just he's my hero. So it's it's hard to, to take a step back and be like He's, he's just a man who has an absolute wealth of knowledge. Suddenly, when you when you come back through the curtain tonight, do you think it'll be like, oh, like the, the nod of approval? You're looking for what they think. That's what you're looking for, isn't it? Who's who's gonna lie and say that? Like you, you know, hopefully I do walk backstage and I'm not carried backstage. <laughs> that's, a, that's a real risk. Um, but hopefully I walk backstage under my own power and I can look over to those two and they can have a big smile on their face and you know the excruciating pain that I'm sure I will be in will be somewhat numbed by the fact that Shawn Michaels has a smile on his face. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's huge. Not, not even just Shawn and, and, and those guys, but, like, it'd be remiss if I didn't mention someone like Shawn Hayes. Like, working out right up until being involved in the WWE it's literally a case of going to the gym and watching YouTube videos on correct form when you're doing various lifts you know visiting bodybuilding forums about coming up with programs and then all of a sudden you got Sean Hayes who's like one of the best strength and conditioning coaches on the planet giving you advice on your form and your technique and giving you advice on the kind of program and stuff I mean that's yeah of course it is you know it's what it's what 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 you want to be getting as a professional athlete, isn't it? Well, talking about levels, and so I'm sure you've had a lot of milestones in your career to this point where you thought, you know, as as we've mentioned, we've we've kept the teacher talk out, but even transitioning, becoming full time, and then the first WWE shot, you know, um, all along the way, progress, all of those things. Uh, obviously, tonight, would you say a that, that represents your biggest milestone, biggest match to date in your career, and b um, how thankful you are, which I've I've asked all of the talent this to the other promotions like Progress with Pro to what NXT UK can be today. Yeah, um I mean not just the not just the other promotions but all the talent. All the talent in the UK and the fans in the UK. I know that's a bit of a that's been done to death a little bit, but really the scene in the UK is the reason why the first international performance center came in the UK. It's not that the UK is the biggest financial market there are clearly markets out there which you know are as financially lucrative but we've got a scene which is the envy of the wrestling world i i've said this i I genuinely think that we have the highest concentration of talent on the planet you know if you think about per square foot um i don't think anyone can touch the uk um so to get to, to so so 
to all of those promotions that help make that happen by promoting good shows and by you know in, in investing in the talent in the right way to fans who showed up to those shows which meant that which meant that yes we can have a, a takeover live special in Blackpool which sells out in two hours but also means that Progress Wrestling can put 4,500 people in Wembley Arena or ICW can put however many thousand they put in the Hydro you know um, or, or that or the Andy at Ref Pro can, can, can sell out shows up and down the country you know there's it's it's really those fans that have that have supported it the whole way through that have that have that have made that possible so yeah it's a big thank you i guess from myself and and i'm sure everyone was about to go on and perform for for helping make that scene finally for you tonight biggest match of your career what are we going to are you going to put down the line is this the latest milestone for you yeah for sure like Nothing even comes close, really. It's going to go out live on the WWE Network. You know, I'm not even sure I've ever performed on something which has gone live, short of maybe Facebook Live. So, yeah, it's definitely the biggest match of my career. I wish you all the best of luck, and uh, we're really looking forward to it. Eddie, it's been a pleasure. pleasure Thank you very much. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Right, so I'm here with Joe Coffey, uh, ahead of NXT UK TakeOver in Blackpool. You're obviously fighting for the title tonight. Uh, you've been on a great run recently with Gallus behind you as well. Uh, I'm personally a big fan of the stable uh, and what you guys have come together and done recently. Who, um, who, who's really behind that, and who behind the scenes, uh, you know, gave you not the blessing or, or the idea, but have been really behind it? I think everyone's had, you know, um, had their ideas and stuff like that, but it seems such a natural fit with myself and Mark being brothers, and, and we've, we've known Wolfgang for a long time, and we all kind of mesh and gel well together, and you know, it's three three big imposing guys. Uh, and the word Gallus is a Glaswegian word, uh, where I'm from, from Glasgow. It means bold, it means cocky, and for us, fortune favours the bold, and that's exactly what we make Gallus. We make it our own, and I'm going to show exactly why tonight. I think you're exactly right, the way it feels. Even the music, everything about it is like the, really the right fit. Um, once you, when you came into NXT, was that working with your brother, uh, You know, maybe the tag teams and all that thing, was that maybe on your mind? But now, obviously, you've got the solo shot with them behind you. It's kind of perfect storm, right? Yeah, I think the, the great thing and the, the nature about this industry, and especially NXT UK, is it's going to be so versatile. Um, so with me, either t 
tag team with my brother or or being a, a singles competitor I, I, I look forward to both and I relish each challenge as it comes so the only thing we're going to do we're going to do it our way we're going to do it with, with gala style uh, so whatever anything's flung at us that's the way we're going to do it and you mentioned uh, obviously that you're Scottish lads and uh, I sat down with Drew McIntyre not that long ago um, and he was really campaigning about how good you were and saying that you know he, he hoped that you would get this big spot uh, what do you have to say about Scottish wrestling really and all of the, the bright names that have come out of it in recent years when you look at the size of the country to the you know the ratio of talent that's produced surely it's like it's, it's quite mind blowing really yeah there must be something in the water up in Scotland <laughs> I know it's, it's it's great it's it's fantastic to see you know like as I was saying there was this resurgence about maybe four maybe five probably longer than that five six years ago and there was just this bubble especially in Scotland uh, all over the UK as well but I just felt there was this incredible pool of talent and you just felt something special was bubbling and, and you can just see the, the the majority of it especially from Scotland and NXT UK you've got me, Mark, Wolfgang um, NXT across the pond there's Nicky Cross um, Big Drew as well Drew McIntyre as well absolutely storming it on Raw just now and then even I, I call him an ordinary Scott Killian Dane he spent a lot of time in Glasgow in fact he was my, my first trainer um, so it's just great to see everyone branch now and it's great to see aspects of Scotland and because it's such a small country and just see aspects of Scotland in every brand yeah it's fantastic uh, you know, what do you say to fans in it who, so at the moment, Pete Dunne is over 600 days in his reign. You think some fans have probably got comfortable and think, oh, you know, he's never going to drop it, blah, 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 for whatever reason they might think that. Um, but then here's Joe Coffey with Gallus behind him on a good wave of a momentum. Uh, what do you say, you know, why fans should believe that you are going to be the man to do that tonight? You see, to me, numbers are just numbers. He might not have faced anyone like me before that's the thing I proclaimed that this is my kingdom and that's exactly what tonight is going to be all about that WWE UK championship that drapes from Pete Dunne's mouth as he's tightly hanging on to it with his teeth in his gum shield I'm going to rip it from his mouth I'm going to take that gum shield and maybe a few teeth with it and then tonight there's going to be a changing of the guard there's simply going to be a new king I am the Iron King I am Joe Coffey and tonight this becomes my kingdom I believe you <laughs> I believe you one thing I'd like to finish on is um, you know we were talking about a lot of the people in this room today on the NXT UK roster have either been ICW Progress you know you're all very familiar with each other and have, have, have contributed to the groundswell that really is in the UK right now do you think that's really important the fact that and I don't want to call you a family because you're all competing against each other of course but um, the, the fact that you have, you have done it together by competing against each other to grow this to what it is now yeah I mean it's very important I think that we're all on the, the same wavelength uh, as well with the NXT UK roster that's the thing we are looking to push this as a brand push each other and make ourselves better as performers so it's it's very much when the sessions in the in the UK performance centre there is a there's a team spirit there is a team spirit and we are the first international brand of, of WWE and we're the first international performance centre so we want to make it as best as possible and I think to do that we all have to you know, be on that same level I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the Performance Centre, of course, which I went and saw yesterday, which um, looks fantastic. Uh, some of the minds that were around that place were incredible. Obviously, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Matt Bloom, Robbie Brookside. Uh, who, who have you managed to pick their brain? I know you'll probably say all of them, but in particular that have you know, really 
since you've been able to work with WWE that you've really appreciate? It's, it's very hard to say, you know, like, as I said, the, the, the UK Performance Centre, 17,000 square foot of just absolute dreams, to be honest, you know, it, it's a, it is a dream training facility and it's great to have all these coaches and it's very hard to pinpoint because um, I've taken everything just little bits from everyone and just feel like a sponge just soaking it all up in one of the real joys for me is that I've got to talk to Shawn Michaels I've got to learn from him and from someone who I admired him growing up you know he was a a wrestling idol Uh, to get moments of time like that is so invaluable you just couldn't pay all the money in the world for it it's just so invaluable to take what he he says and he just is the way he thinks about wrestling is just incredible so um, it's ve- it's, it's, it was really exciting for me to to get and pick his brains as well especially watching our matches back and things well Joe I know you won't want me to wish you luck because you won't need it but uh, I'm, I'm looking losers. exactly right but I'm looking forward to tonight man thank yes, you very thank much you. so here we are head of NXT uh, takeover in Blackpool NXT UK I should say with the grizzled young vet are you being called the grizzled young vets by the way in, uh, in NXT UK all we're really concerned with being called at the minute is the first ever NXT UK Tag Team Champions. Yeah, well, that's all that's important. Uh, ahead of your match with uh, Mustache Mountain tonight, obviously you know both men very well. Uh, what can fans expect from a potential show stealer tonight? Just the the absolute two best tag teams. Uh, you know, a lot of people, the, the brand of the company is NXT UK, but I challenge you to find a better tag team anywhere in the world than us Mustache Mountain will be there as well uh, we're not taking them lightly by any means they are, they are one of the top teams anyway but this is, this is something that we've worked long and hard for for 13 years um, Mustache Mountain spend a lot of time grooming their facial hair buying new designer kit from Topshop or do you know what I mean too many distractions here and there and me and James have just been focusing on being the absolute best tag team and you're going to see that um, so one thing that I think everyone's going to realise tonight is that there's going to be a new standard of tag team wrestling set around the whole world. Um, this is live tonight. There is literally millions on the other side of that lens. And it's going to be on the WWE Network for life. So this is going to be, we said before, but uh, this is the first ever NXT UK TakeOver. This is essentially WrestleMania 1. So as TakeOvers go on and go on and go on, this is number one. This is the one that everyone goes back to to watch, and this is the one where we set such a we set such a standard of tag team wrestling that it's just going to echo on and on and on over years. Now, I said obviously you know both men very well, which you do. Um, a lot of the people on this roster have have either spent time in let's say progress or insane temperature wrestling, all these things. Do you think um, coming up together and, and cultivating that scene has really led to um, the strong NXT UK product that we see today? Like, uh, I know I don't want to call it like a family because you're all competing, but uh, you know what I mean in terms of building the scene. Do you think that's very important? Definitely. And um, what's the what's the phrase again? Something about something about friction and diamonds and something like that <laughs> no, it's, everyone's competing with each other and the, the foundations of NXT UK have been built the past 10 years with everyone constantly trying to outdo each other I think that's you know you, you mentioned it there like it's not necessarily um, it's not necessarily a big friendship it's all competition but it is that's why it's so strong if it was a friendship I don't think we'd be in the position that we are the fact that we want to be the best and on the other side of the show they want to be the best and meanwhile Flash Morgan and Mark (coughs) Andrews they want to be the best that's what's truly made NXT UK the one to watch it's because everyone's pushing so hard we shouldn't understate really the, the role that the other promotions have played in getting NXT UK to maybe the point where it is 
Definitely not. I think ultimately it's our generation because you know we're, we're pretty much the same age. We've got two years difference, but also Pete Dunne's the same age as me. Tyler's very similar. Um, we're all from the same generation of wrestlers who really, when we started. There wasn't the chance of us ever getting to WWE was really a pipe dream, and I said this uh, before. But when I started back in 2006 and seven, I was quite gutted that I was English because you, uh, back then you, you had the English or you know one or two spots for SmackDown and Raw. Uh, I'm not saying it was uh, impossible, but uh, very very slim. Now uh, you know you, you fast forward to 2019, and I'm very proud to be English. Um, we have built. We have worked hard on creating such a scene that has took WWE, um, you know, by storm. And they've they've had um, they've come over here. They've developed a you know state of the art performance center for us, who have worked incredibly hard. And now we're having our first ever NXT UK takeover off the back of that. Uh, to touch on what you said, <laughs> you know, it, there was a, James just mentioned then there was only one or two spots for the British guys. That's that's how it looked from the outside looking in anyway. Uh, our entire generation constantly trying to one-up each other not stabbing e- whilst not stabbing each other in the back though whilst helping each other out along the way but all pushing for these one or two spots just forced this scenario where they thought just, everyone here is so good so talented that we're going to have to expand the spots and here we are NXT UK is born because they, they, they couldn't pick one or two they simply couldn't pick one or two from this talent pool so now we have our own show now of course uh, you had tremendous success last summer uh, winning the, the, the second tournament um, but I feel like when NXT UK started that fans were always kind of hoping that you two would unite um, I was personally a big fan of the Twitter videos that used to, <laughs> to fly around uh, bananas and whatnot. but, uh, <laughs> but yeah I mean, do you think you two as a unit um, obviously you, I'm sure you have bigger aspirations down the line as in yourselves but do you think you bring out the best each other and uh, the time is right now for you two definitely um, and t- tag team wrestling the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christie and the Dudley Boys specifically, that's what got me into wrestling in the first place. So I've always had a, a, a special place in my heart for tag team wrestling. Um, no better way to do it with someone who I broke into together 13 years ago. Known each other every single step of the way throughout our wrestling careers. So it, it's by no means is it a, a first step or a demotion from a singles run or anything like that. There's more than one way to make a name for yourself in wrestling. There's more than one route into that prestigious Hall of Fame spot and we want to make the NXT UK tag team division the most exciting it can be we want to take those NXT UK tag team titles be the first ever go straight into the history books and then we want to make that division the one to watch um, let's fast forward six months and we'll you know we'll see which one people are talking about I, I'm confident that they're going to be talking about the tag team division and I'm confident that they're going to be talking about it because we're spearheading it definitely um, one thing um, just off the back of what Zach was saying there we have known each other for half our life well definitely for half my lifetime um, and we both have this respect where we can be very very brutally honest where we both reflect on our work constantly and we're both very honest to each other where you know we can get better at this you know this is good and so, so on and so forth so um, as us being a unit or a tag team is, I, I generally don't think there's, a, there's another unit out there that is so solid well, thank you very much, fellas, and uh, you probably won't need my luck. I know you won't want to take my luck, but I wish you luck tonight anyway, and I look very much forward to it. Cheers, Zach Gibson and Drake, thank you very much. Do you think they knew they were winning the tag titles before you spoke to them? Uh, yes, but I think that Zach Gibson carries that confidence with him anyway. Like He's so good at projecting 
that in his character but um, I think I mean I, I predicted that personally I think we all said that yeah. in the car we're on the way to performance centre it was the right decision really Mustache Mountain didn't need I think that. with Tyler Bate having had the title and Pete Dunne having had the title if they then won the tag titles as well it's like yeah. you put the male titles on just on British Strong Style it's yeah. a bit weird and Tyler Bate at this point by the way is, is performing at a, a level that you know it, 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 it's it, it's hard to really say that he's in any it, developmental or anything what is he 21 yeah 22 I, it's pretty outrageous I mean to me he's probably the most polished wrestler on that card like from what I saw on mm. Saturday uh, he, he's literally a, phenom- a phenomenon in my opinion so when you look at the, like that the, they needed it Grizzled Young Vets and, they, and they, they put in a fantastic performance there's no dispute in that and I think it would have opened eyes to a lot of people who maybe were only familiar with Mustache Mountain uh, that you know that there is a lot more talent there and the unit of Drake and Gibson actually meshes far better than a lot of people would have anticipated but uh, they spent a lot of time doing that in progress and they held the titles there for a very long time and they've got their own wrestling school as well so they are two guys who they know what they're doing. Of they're- course, but I'm saying to the WWE audience that might mm. not know them very well, like to me, I'm not as polished on progress as you two are, but you know, having seen them perform on Saturday, they were every bit up to the level as, as Mustache Mountain and well-deserved their win. They earned it. You know, they told me in the Sunday interview that Shawn Michaels told them that they'd stole the show. There you go. Imagine I getting think, that from the showstopper. I, I thought the tag match was my favourite match of the night. Mm-hmm. I uh, It opened up super hot. The crowd were obviously... I mean, you were there. The crowd were incredible. Yeah. Uh, front row as well. I was going to say... Did you like my gif? <laughs> I mean, if anyone spots a, a dashing fella in a salmon shirt, then they'll know the pro wrestling show was there. Oh, People yeah. I know have gone, John, text me, go, John, is that your mate in the front row? And I wasn't watching it live because I was at work and I'm just like, Where's he got, how's he got front row? Honestly, when, when I opened up my ticket and I was like, oh, row A, it must be like on a balcony or something. And then they got directed to it by the... Uh, steward as it were and I was like oh well, <laughs> well here I yes, am please. touching distance yeah I'll take it I, uh, if you haven't seen the gif at Pro Wrestle Show on Twitter literally uh, is on the final kick out before Pete Dunne gets the uh, gets the tap out and uh, yeah you react you proper mark out to the kick out yeah, because yeah. it's like the it's not the first uh, bitter end he's taken but I did the gif and I laughed at it I thought it was funny posted it and then I showed it to my wife because <laughs> of the salmon shirt she literally looked at me and went is he naked? <laughs> <laughs> the amount of people that said that. What pigment is my skin? I mean, it's salmon, apparently. Enzo I mean, Amore in the background. Get him out. Naked bloke. Let's keep him in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it. we said that nudity was going to be discussed on this podcast, well, but is, maybe yeah. I brought it back. I, mean, I don't know. What with me splitting my trousers 10 seconds before we started recording <laughs> and you being naked in the front row, Will, when are you going to get naked? Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm definitely not hanging brain like you are, that's for sure. Nobody <laughs> needs to see brain. me. Nobody needs to see this hot bod Hangman brain. out in public. Uh, so, I mean, other than that, let's talk, we'll talk about the main event, but Finn Balor, Jordan Devlin, it was I, the the situation was amazing. The mm. way it was set up, I, like the pop sounded incredible. The match was kind of fine. It wasn't anything yeah. to write home about. Some people were saying, oh, it could be Balor's best match of 2019. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no. I mean, so far, maybe. Mm. But not of the whole Actually, of the year. the main event of Raw was better. Yeah. Look, I, I, I kind of agreed with Triple H. I can see why they did that and, and the, the reasons of trying to open up more eyes to the product. But, I mean, I... I did it immediately in my mind. I did think, oh, it's a bit harsh on Travis Banks. Like, oh, I get it. It's a business decision. I, I, isn't it? I do get it. I mean, as we as we alluded to earlier, I did ask Triple H immediately after the show how he took being bumped off the card, and he said he understood. You know, it's a it's a business, and he took it like a pro, like he expected. Um, he hated having to do that to him, but at the, you know, at the same day, it just shows you that 
You know, tri- Triple H is firmly in control of these brands. Firmly. Yeah, and still doing what's best for business. Yeah, and look at how great the shows are turning out. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, Mastiff Eddie Dennis uh, I, I loved Eddie Dennis like from a psychology point of view the just the wild man stuff all like the big eyes and looking down camera and knowing exactly where to do the spots and mm. I just don't know like it makes sense for Mastiff to win because he is a big mother hubbard but I just don't know where you go with Mastiff I don't know what his like in British wrestling where it tends to be smaller more technical guys it is well, a did weird you see one. His, was he a ref pro champion am I right in thinking that Mastiff, he, he's he's held belts. He's in, done a lot in ICW as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, how how was he on top in those promotions? Kind I'm not fine. the person to ask. He's, he's not the promo guy. That's the problem. Yeah. He's fine, but he is he is an old style monster, which is great. But I just don't know. In modern wrestling, people have kind of I feel like people are a bit over that. But also, like you've seen me, like War Raiders. Is that what they're called yeah. now? With Raw Raiders, they're <laughs> like big grizzly guys, but they also have some serious acrobatic skills. Mm. You've, you've got uh, Killian Dane who, who can do that as well. Yes. So, like, what does he have compared to them? It's a, it's a strange one. I've noticed in your in your little backstage photos when you interviewed them on the Sunday. Yes. Um, he's a very partial to a cardigan, isn't he? He really is. You wouldn't have thought that from a bloke who looks like he listens to death metal and eats fried chicken. <laughs> the Mastiff Cardi. Yeah. He's got like a nice little, uh, what do you call those? Ensemble. An Aaron sweater or whatever yeah. it is. Lovely. Very sophisticated gentleman. I quite like that. Yeah, he was a very, very nice guy to interview too. I mean, but on that, on Mastiff and, and Dennis, you know, Dennis is what, 6'6", six, six, are we talking? Yeah. You know, a big guy, uh, height-wise, uh, anyway. But I think he did, you know, surprise a lot of people with the strength that he put on display in that match because there was a lot of spots where, you know, carrying Mastiff, let alone lifting him, is no easy feat whatsoever. So I feel like um, Dennis would have caught some eyes. Next time I see him, I might see if I can get piggyback off him. Can like if you can leave Dave, lift Dave Mastiff, you can lift me. Tyler Bate can lift Dave Mastiff. <laughs> yeah, yeah 100%. You've seen oh, Tyler Bate's trousers. I still haven't got that out of my mind. We talked about this in the last podcast. I kept drawing your eyes I, I to just them. had a... Yeah, because every time, yeah. And I mean, like, we saw his phone literally trying to escape. And then and yeah. then he turned around and it's just, it looks like he's just wearing, like... Leg, oh, it's just it's Paint, obscene. His legs justice. are obscene, yeah. and it, it gives me faith that I'm I'm a short-legged man. <laughs> I feel that maybe if I tried and, and ate my greens, I could be even half the man in terms of legs that Tyler Bate is. That oh, that'd be a good thing. God, he's in ridiculous condition, though, isn't he? Oh, Tyler. I bet he split some jeans. <laughs> Not while going to the toilet pre-pod, though. No, pre-pod. Uh, <laughs> uh, post-pod's one thing, but pre-pod. <laughs> Women's <laughs> Championship match was up next. Uh, Rhea Ripley winning the title of Tony... Uh, no, losing the title to Tony Storm, Indeed. even. Uh, what was the reaction like to that? I, it felt like it was the most obvious title to, to have change hands. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. And and I think when you look at the crowd response and how Blackpool embraced Tony Storm, you know, for uh, for whether that is that she deserved it or the, you know, privacy and personal to- turmoil that she's had to suffer that kind of maybe added to that, uh, you know, either way, they were really hot for it. And the match itself was good. Um, I believed that Rhea Ripley could win that match based on the flow and you know ebbs and flows of it even though I thought Storm would um I, I just feel like you know when I spoke to Storm the next day she she actually called it the greatest moment of her life her wow. family was there backstage Triple H she said that you know that he he said he was proud of her it seemed like you know and again we're talking was she 23 very young I mean you know May Young classic NXT UK title. See, do we feel that she was meant to win the title first time round? She was injured, wasn't she? And they weren't sure if she was. I felt like Tony Storm was already quite established, which to to most people she is. And I felt like they just wanted to build someone with Rhea. 
That's my opinion. And they knew that she was she was either already in the May Young Classic final because of tapings yes. by then or they had her plan to be and if you want to put both both the belt and the May Young title on the line at uh, Evolution then I kept wanting to call it Revolution uh, Evolution no then, that's a terrible vodka bar mm-hmm. it, it really is it really really however, is however if they, they want to sponsor the show <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what a great bar I've had great times in Revolution yeah. the chilli vodka love, is the worst love that they give, bring out that train don't they vodka train thing where they where they all have different flavours but they all strangely taste the same at university More. I remember you could flip a coin and if you got if you got it the right side and you called it you'd get um, twice your order Really? On a Monday. Yeah, they used to do some stuff like you, where you like spun a wheel and you got yeah. different deals based on what you landed on. And True. They knew how to do the student, draw the student crown. You know what? I take it back. Revolution <laughs> is a great place. <laughs> sponsorship or no sponsorship, I'm down with it. But uh, but yeah, it, I mean, I, I feel like there was it's, it's similar to what they did in the tag match, really. Like Mustache Mountain and Tony Storm, kind of very uh, you know crowds already familiar with them, and they were just trying to build stars in the other one. And when you look at Rhea Ripley. Being in front of her, I actually couldn't believe the size of her. She is broad as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, big, big, big girl. And, um, you know, you She's can got ab- guns, doesn't she? Oh, mate. You can imagine her and Charlotte. I can I can see it. Like Well, there. Charlotte, when she came out, didn't she? When she did her thing, she kind of said, Tony, didn't she say Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley, and Isla Dawn? And Isla Dawn. Her against Rhea Ripley would be awesome in like yeah, two I, or three years at WrestleMania. It really would be. Big time. Um, and I think that's what they're kind of grooming for, if you know, in my opinion. I realise I've taken over because I was just trying to move things Mate, along. Mate, it's fine. I'm not fighting for control here. I'm not fighting for control. It's just I know you've watched more wrestling this week. Uh, the main, uh, it was the title match next, wasn't it? Yeah. Pete versus Joe. Which I've seen really mixed opinions on across the board. What was it like in in the room? Well, I saw, I've seen Meltzer and, uh, who's it, Alvarez, Alvarez, um, tear it apart by saying it was too long and all of these stuff, but it didn't feel too long when I was there. I was invested through the action. It was, you know, it was very one of them. You know, when you call it a hard-working performance, you know, I, I felt uh, Joe put a lot into that match and proved a lot that he could believably take the title off. Done, in my those, opinion, felt like those top rope spots took more away from the match than those things normally I mean, they, would. They, yeah, because they, they, these are guys that are experienced and know what they're doing. And when a spot goes wrong, they know how to cover it and what to do to so they mucked it up twice. to make it work. But doing it twice and that and the length of the match has come in for some stick. I mean, I was pretty invested and I like the finish and I like that they've now done the last two Pete matches on uh, on the main TV have been done with uh, that as a as a finisher, actually yeah. having him do the submission rather than winning just off the uh, the move, which I think I always think is another sign that they're really going to be taking somebody on to another level. If yeah. you've just got one big move and it's your big flashy thing that you do, but once you start to build that set and you have different ways you can finish matches and you get finishers off what in the games would be called the signature move and, yeah. and stuff like that, that's all like really positive. I did think it was a little long, but... I can't. I, I'm not as down on it as, as some people were. It was I, like I didn't feel that way in attendance personally. I, didn't, I can understand. You know, I think they went twenty twenty five minutes. I can. That's all right. You know, I, can, I mean, for a main event of a pay per view, you'd expect yeah. as much. Um, you know, t- to me, uh, it was probably the right decision to keep it undone. But I am actually a big fan of the Gallus Stable. I like the you know the music look, the Iron King thing that that Joe Coffey is doing. Um, I. I would have been okay with it had he won, but yeah. but I I like it that Pete is kind of the reigning face. I, I think at this point it's almost um, it'd be it'd be hard to keep building that brand in the near future and and dislodge him. I know that we don't want to talk too much about the Sunday because it uh, we don't want to give too much away for the TV stuff. Yes, but after that 
you get the debut of Walter, huge pop for that. I mean, that's what I got most excited about all night was there had been some talk about it happening on the Sunday, not on the Saturday. So when it was what I really loved about it, and this is one of those little like nuances about when they do it right on TV, it really makes a difference. Is they had Pete in the middle of the ring, the belt was in his mouth, he was doing the hand thing and putting his fist to his face. Mm. And the and the Visuals. logo and the, the hand thing <laughs> and the oh, Pete, do, do the hand thing, Pete. <laughs> and Tyler Bate does the hand yeah. thing. Pete does the fist thing. Yeah. <laughs> God. And the um and the logo came up in the corner. You know the end of show logo that they do at the end of pay per views that indicate they're about to go off air yes. and after all the copyright and yeah, stuff. Yeah. They had that pop up first and then the music hit as if the production staff didn't even know it was going to happen. Yeah. Whereas. Sometimes on TV product, particularly on the weekly stuff, you know that there's going to be an interruption to a segment. And they, because it's scripted, they know where it's coming. Yeah. So you'll have a point where they stop talking and they're waiting for the music to hit or whatever. And it won't be like instantaneous. There'll be like a little three anyway, second so they go, awkward yeah. delay. And, and I, I don't it. know anyone that can dislodge me. Yeah. And then they pull that, that face the towards the here. camera where they're like, oh my God. And they change the angle so you can see the, run, the, the ramp in the background. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. Uh, but how did they, because I think the reason they left the belt undone was because Walter was debuting. And I think that it's a more recognisable potential feud for, I, I think they want to put Walter over as a big, big guy. Yeah. And him against Pete is something that the more casual audience will buy into necessarily more than they would him and Joe, not because Joe Coffey's not great, but because he's less recognisable because he hasn't done the NXT shows, he hasn't done the stuff on uh, the NXT tapings, he hasn't done all that stuff that Pete's done. Mm. But how was Walter used on the Sunday without trying to give away yeah. too many spoilers? Again, I, mean, I don't want to give away results, but um, the opening segment of the tapings featured Gallus, Walter and Pete Dunne. So immediately you know that Walter's going to be a part of that top programme. Um, you know, he, there's no waiting around there. Walter had two matches. So he was on the first uh, taping uh, uh, nearly killing uh, poor Jack Stars. I'm sure you've seen the video that we've shared on our Twitter where, with the chop heard around the world. Um, for anyone unfamiliar with Walter, of course, that's a staple of his repertoire. But um, I once saw him, we, we once saw him and Zack Sabre have a match in New Orleans that went for about 17, 18 minutes where other than Sabre trying a few... Um, uh, a few kind of locks, a few submissions, which Walter shrugged off. It was literally chops for Chop 17 minutes. Mm. And they still managed to tell an unbelievable story. It was it was textbook great uh, psychological wrestling. And yeah. he can do so much with so little, Walter. I love him. Yeah, I mean, in the third taping, he faces off against Mark Coffey. So you can see that he's, he's being positioned that way. Um, Joe, Joe Coffey is obviously trying to stake his claim for still remaining in that in that mix and you know that it's his kingdom etc etc and now Walter's here to basically work his way through him yes get the title match against Pete and tell that story precisely and that. obviously there's rumours isn't there that, N that NXT Germany could be a thing yes. uh, you know Walter has his own promotion as well so what a great way to maybe launch NXT Germany later in the year yeah, if Walter was the UK champion and, well, and you have to imagine that, that all of these dots are connected by by Triple H when you look at everything that's transpired to this point with Pete Dunne and Mustache Mountain you know now you look back at Mustache Mountain winning the Royal Rumble uh, Royal Rumble the tag team <laughs> titles at the Royal Albert Hall yeah and you think hmm these, these are all little just crumbs for, for when they knew that they were going to launch this thing and then they had ready made stars I mean his first two women's champions are from Australia yeah NXT Australia been a lot of talk about that as well so it all makes sense down the line yeah. um, just on 
the Saturday night NXT UK takeover. It's something that we need to do. Uh, Will, we need to get your chub rating for every match. While the podcast hasn't been on, while we've been having our Christmas break slash NFL break, I've I received several DMs from people, which I haven't even told you about, asking like, when the podcast is coming back, but also saying they miss Will's chub ratings because they, they watch like wrestling and they want to know what they Will's know thinking. Chubs. So should we just go, I'll go down the matches and then I want you to just fire your... <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't thought about the no, chubs no, no. I'm going to fire off. So Yeah, well, that's, the, well, that's I, better. I find better. an unexpected chub to be the best <laughs> so Depen- gonna- it absolutely depends on the situation yeah. we're going to start off with yeah, <laughs> this in- is a controlled environment with these trousers with I cannot with we're going to start off with the tag team match Will your chubs it was a full like three quarter chub three, qu- three quarter three quarter chub yeah uh, was, hell. we've always done it on on <laughs> we've not used the decimal system a three quarter chub is, is just above a semi mm. I mean um, you can still work with a three quarter yeah Oh, you can still work with it, but it's it's not great for both of you. Uh, Eddie Dennis <laughs> versus Dave Mastiff. Just north of a half. Uh, north of a half, that is officially a semi. Yeah. Uh, Travis Banks replaced by Finn Balor against uh, your man. The pop got a near full chub. The actual <laughs> match itself sat right around semi, uh, just maybe a little below. <laughs> right, good. On um, your way down. Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm. I don't feel that it's suitable to talk about this in terms of chub rating. I'm just going to say I liked it very, very much. Yes. And the title match, Pete Turn versus Joe Coffey. It wilted midway through, but finished strong. <laughs> okay. Three quarters of a chub? Just under, yeah. Just under three quarters of a chub. Overall, the event got what chub rating? A, a good, a good solid two-third chub. Two-third chub. NXT two UK takeover, chub. the first one. Two-third chub. Triple H, if you're listening. Trips, sorry. Trips, Trips. <laughs> if you're listening. Can we better that next time? Should we, um, like, let's talk a little bit about, because we've uh, we've covered off, I think, most of the NXT UK stuff, unless we want to talk any more about, was there, how was the reaction on the Sunday in general? Was it a full crowd? Was it a good reaction? It wasn't was the it? sellout, obviously, like the night before, um, but the, so the main events, and I won't obviously give away what happens, but Don't you do dare. get, Travis Banks and Jordan Devlin on the first show. Okay, great. Fantastic match. Fantastic. Yeah, those, that, I was really excited. I think that might have been part of why I wasn't that enamoured with the Finn match was because it was Finn working a lot of his usual spots. It felt mm. like a kind of standard Raw match. It didn't feel like a pay-per-view match. Whereas actually those two are two that I really want to see work together because, I mean, we've seen Jordan Devlin do some ridiculous stuff with the likes of Will Ospreay, etc. Mm. Like, he is... A high-flying wonder gets the psychology. I love Jordan Devlin's headbutt. I love that. It's great. Absolutely great. And Travis Banks is... I, I think a little bit maybe underrated in terms of his ring work. So. Definitely underrated. I'm I'm big on on Travis Banks. And then, if for anyone obviously who doesn't always catch the NXT UK show on a Wednesday, that is a match you need to see. I I think I actually said on Twitter it's arguably the best TV match has been NXT UK thus wow. far. That's how much I would rate it. After that, um, we had obviously on the third show we had Walter and Mark Coffey nice. main yeah, main yeah. event, and. This on the second show we had another fantastic match, Mustache Mountain versus European Union. Now, for people who haven't seen the European Union, they are seriously good. That, who who is in European that Union? Martel Bartel. Yeah, yeah, from and, uh, from Ring Camp. And I really feel bad saying this. The Italian Fabian, guy, Fabian, something. The Italian guy that's not Cesaro. He's yes. Swiss, but why do I think he's Italian? I don't. He's got an Italian name, isn't he? Antonio, um, Claudio. Claudio Costinelli or whatever his name is yeah that's Italian I think Switzerland and Italy are quite closely linked yeah in the north and south yeah Um, anyway they 
they they put on a clinic again there, and and the European Union are extremely talented workers um, who are no doubt going to do good things. So it's good to see some of the NXT people coming over to NXT yeah, of UK course, especially as well, with two European it. guys who yeah. you know so close and and have have made names in the UK anyway. So you know, I mean, all three of those matches were were fantastic, really were. Before we move on to the um, on to the rest of the WWE brand stuff, just on some more UK bits and pieces. There's a progress show coming up this weekend on Sunday. Uh, the uh, chapter eighty three, remove child before ironing. <laughs> uh, you've got there's good matches in there. Do not resuscitate, which is um, Spike Trevay and uh, Drew Parker going up against Mark Haskins and Eddie Dennis. Promises to be pretty brutal. Uh, you got Will Ospreay and the Swords of Essex. <laughs> Him and him and Paul Robbo, yeah, Robbo uh, against CCK. Uh, well, let's see. Is that CCK or CC? No, no, it's actually it's CC, official CCK. It's actually CCK, although right. injuries pending, of course. Uh, you've got uh, Marcel Bartel is involved going up against Ilya Dragunov, which promises to like that is uh, from a UK audience perspective like dream match territory. Mm. So there's loads of really good stuff coming up there. And ICW announced this week uh, some of the lineup for Square Go, which comes at the end of February. I'm thinking we might have to look at a little trip up to Glasgow for the week. What day of the week is that? Is that a Saturday? It's a Sunday. Hey, mate, I'll do a Sunday. Um, Square Go is like their hardcore Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. You know it's their hardcore Royal Rumble because the first announced entrance for Square Go is Jimmy Havoc. Of course it is. Course he, it is. Have you seen Jimmy Havoc? Jimmy Havoc's been uh, down under in Australia. He's in New Zealand at the moment. And it's this contrast of him posting pictures of him like literally getting his head... He put... Um, what's that? Is it Ricky Shane Page? Yeah, yeah. Put him through a load of light tubes in, in one picture. Then the next one is him like chilling by a lake in New Zealand. And it's like, <laughs> the contrast between Jimmy Havoc's Instagram is mental. Oh, absolutely love him. Today you met a horse with the same hairstyle as him. It's well worth checking out. <laughs> uh, they've got a fight club coming up uh, in a couple of weeks' time ahead of that. But Square Go, uh, the only other match that's been announced for that so far is Lionheart defending his title against Angelico. So, promises to be pretty is good. Is he the fellow with Bangarang? Uh, yes, he's the fellow. Right, we need to go to that. Can we arrange it? Yeah, we'll make get it on happen. to Mark. We'll Let's go to happen. ICW. We've been saying, Alex, if you know, you, I mean, I know you listen to all the podcasts before you join the podcast. I did. We've been saying yeah. we'll go to ICW for the entirety of this podcast. And we ah, still do you know what? I've been to an ICW show before. Get out! I have down in Bournemouth. Random. No, 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 no. We're going to a proper one. In oh, I'd like to go to yeah, at yeah, the yeah. home though. The you, hydro. You've got to go and do it at the. Well, it won't be at the hydro. Is yeah. it not? That, that's their big annual show. That's ah. like doing a show at Wembley. <laughs> we'll look off. into it. We'll look into it. Interesting. While we talk about progress, the last progress, uh, the unboxing, Pete versus Tyler was their last match in progress for quite a long time. So, mm. I mean, people speculate at the time. We don't. We don't really come to a conclusion as to why that is. Um, well, look, it's something we've not really talked about very much. But the actual. <laughs> The signing of the contract at the beginning of the year, which precluded them from doing even kind of more indie work than they previously precluded from doing, had a real backlash reaction from the old Brit Ress Twitter fandom. I think the announcement of the Performance Centre is the clearest indication of exactly why that is. Um, we are... I, we did ask this of a couple of the guys there. I asked Glenn about it. I asked, uh, didn't ask Trips about it in our interview because we got the wrap up signed too early. Just wanted to throw it in there for you. Um, but they, there are plans to do non TV taping shows in the future so that there are, you know, local shows, like NXT, smaller venues, have a live event loop. Exactly. Yeah. So doing something more along those lines so you are able to still see them in person. Uh, I, and you're already seeing with these show, upcoming shows the amount of talent that is being put on display at them, really exciting young people coming through. I I don't think it's going to be a negative for the scene at all. I think it's going to be 
I think it's going to be massive. I think it's great. Yeah, everyone I spoke to at the weekend said the same thing. They think the Indies are alive and well, and they'll continue to be because at the end of the day, you can see where the WWE have plucked the vast majority of this talent from. You know, and and when I was speaking to um, even Eddie Dennis um, at, at the weekend, and we were saying the vast majority of people on the card had worked together before mm-hmm. in some capacity, and that's a testament really to the promotions that have been up and down the country. So that will continue to happen just because. Some of them have now taken to WWE their talents. It does, you know, that opens the door for more people to well, tread the path. Yeah, you look at these lineups. Like we're talking about progress. A lot of people like Spike Trevay and people like that coming through that are, that are going to be excellent. And they need, you know, they're they're benefiting from people like Pete and Tyler moving on, moving slightly up. They're getting the better slots. So you know, they'll just it's like a conveyor belt. They'll keep going. It it's is. good. Should um, we talk talk about Raw and SmackDown? Well, I had an idea. Uh oh. Oh dear. Uh, just because this has gone quite long, and I think if we go much over an hour, people expecting people to. Still if you're be still listening, listening point, now, hands. Oh, well hands done. Off. Well done. I think we just do another separate little show with Sasha Banks and our thoughts on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. And then our other separate little AW show, and we just bang them all out. And people well, can uh, well, pick and choose then. Oh well, I mean, uh, yeah. We so could what do you're the saying, AEW Will? On the same show, really. We could we can make that one show. Oh. So what you're saying, Will, is that technically we could get one show today. Which is out today. This is out now. You're listening. You're listening to it now. Yes. Tomorrow. Yeah. We're going to do a reaction to Raw and SmackDown. Plus. And then on Friday, you'll also get an AEW What We Know So Far special. Is that what you're saying? Let's do three shows. Okay. So you want? Do uh, Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to fight it. I don't know why. (laughs) Good. All right. Let's do that. Well, thank you very much for listening. Don't forget. At Pro Wrestle Show on Twitter. We always love to know your views. We always love to know which shows you're going to, any photos, any videos, whatever your thoughts, fantasy book, your ass off, whatever you want to do. Um, all of the videos that we've talked about in this podcast and the one before are all on YouTube. Just search Pro Wrestling Show. You'll see the the, the vast majority of those people from the Performance Centre and a little behind the scenes, little bit of the Performance Centre. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Talksport.com for all the articles which Alex has mentioned from the weekend. And look out for those special shows, WWE this week and AEW. What we know so far coming to the Pro Wrestling Show. Alex, thank you. Thank you very much, Jonas. Big Willie. Cheers, babes. Shout out to your friend Trips. <laughs> this has been the Pro Wrestling Show. He is my friend.